When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with our staff writer, Colin Taylor. Colin was at Will Muschamp's midweek press conference today. Saturday, ball game against Texas A&M. The Aggies come in for a 3.30 kickoff. It'll be on the SEC Network. A&M is 4-2 overall, 2-1 in the SEC. Gamecocks now 3-2 overall and 2-2 in the league after that bizarre game against Missouri this past Saturday. So, Colin Muschamp talked for about 21 minutes today. He talked about Texas A&M. He talked about Travion Williams. He talked about his relationship with Jimbo Fisher. Muschamp worked with Fisher at both Auburn and LSU, so he knows Jimbo quite well. And the Aggies present a real test for the Gamecocks on Saturday because Travion Williams is the top rusher in the SEC right now. Yeah, and I mean, South Carolina, it's no secret they've had problems stopping the run this year. Um, So that's going to be... That's going to be the key to victory. If they can slow down Travion Williams, easier said than done, um, that's going to be the key. And, and, you know, Muschamp said that there's really not a whole lot of things they can do schematically to stop it, but it's just about guys um, fitting their gaps better and not trying to freelance. Um, And he said the tackling needs to be better in the second level, um, which he said it was last year. Uh, to really limit those maybe 8- to 10-yard gains and stop them from turning into 20- to 30-yard gains. A&M beat Kentucky. Kentucky was ranked 13th in the country, and A&M beat them at Kyle Field this past Saturday in overtime. Kentucky actually got the football to start the OT but missed a field goal. And then Williams scored on a 10-yard touchdown run to end the ball game. He ran for 138 yards in that contest. And Kellen Mond, the A&M quarterback, threw for two touchdowns. So A&M... You know, with a real feel-good win for them, and they now open a three-game road stand all in SEC play, three straight games on the road in conference. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you, you look at that Kentucky team, and that Kentucky team's probably the best one that has, um, you know, Stoops is fielded there, and for A&M to shut down a, a potent rushing attack like what Benny Snell is um, is huge, and, you know, I think A&M's going to come in feeling pretty confident about themselves um, after a big win like that in overtime. Um a game they really should have probably won in regulation as well. But you know, I think South Carolina is excited to get them, especially at home after last year when they were up two touchdowns. Um, and um, I think this is a pretty big swing game uh, for South Carolina because, you know, you're still trying to fight for bowl eligibility and you got games against Clemson and a, a Florida team that looks really good. So I think this is um, to really hope A&M comes in and, and I won't say is deflated, but um, is riding too much of a high coming off a big big win against a, a good Kentucky team. So A&M opens this three-game road trip at South Carolina on Saturday, and then they will head to Mississippi State, and then it'll be Auburn. They do have a bye week after the South Carolina game, and the Gamecocks are coming up on their bye week as well after the Texas A&M game. So, Colin, uh, let's talk about the Gamecocks. Run defense, a real concern. You mentioned that right at the top, and before we get into that, let's go over the injury report. Jake Bentley practiced on Tuesday, according to Muschamp. Muschamp said he thought he looked good. And if Bentley is healthy, he will start against Texas A&M. Yeah, and I think that's the right decision to make. There's a reason Jacob Bentley was the starter heading into the season. There's a reason that Bentley was the starter last year over Skarnecki. And, and, you know, 
these things happen and, and we're not privy to practice during the season, but, um, you know, Jake is from what we've seen, I think the more, I guess, talented quarterback in terms of skill set. but Skarnecki has done some good things as well. And, um, I think Jake Bentley will start this game. Um, I think that's probably the right decision to make. Uh, and Muschamp said today that no matter what, if, if Bentley struggles, then the coaches are going to make the decision that's best to, to win the football game. And I think that they will, won't will be as hesitant to put Skarnecchia in now that he's proven the fact that he can win um, big games and, and can be a pretty – uh, serviceable starter as well. I thought it was interesting, Colin. Uh, at one point in the press conference today, Phil Kornblut asked Muschamp if, if Skarnecchia's performance against Missouri made it more likely that Muschamp would put Skarnecchia in the game at some point in the future. And Muschamp wanted nothing to do with that question. It was a very curt answer that he gave, and he said, we'll make decisions to help us win games. And he was on to the next question. He did not want to field that question at all. <laughs> yeah, and I think that the leash may be getting a little bit shorter on Jake just because he, you know, Skarnakia did play well against a good Missouri D, or mm-hmm. a good Missouri front four. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that their secondary is world beaters, but um, that was a good front four that Missouri had, and um, Skarnakia played well against it. Uh, it. The competition goes up a little bit this week uh, with a really, really good A&M defense coming in. Um, which is why I think you kind of have to give the nod to Bentley, who's played not only Texas A&M before, but good defenses before. So, um, But I do kind of think that they the lease is maybe a little bit shorter. I don't know how much for Jake Bentley. Um, but you know, I, I think they won't hesitate as much as they would maybe in years past of, of putting Skarnakia in, um, if need be. I thought it was some of the better quarterback play I've seen from the Gamecocks, at least this year. But I think the Missouri defense – not one of the better ones that the Gamecocks will see, particularly over the rest of the 2018 season. But all in all, Skarnecki gets two thumbs up for his performance on Saturday, particularly with that late drive. And I thought he made good decisions with the football all day. So looks like Bentley will start if he's healthy. But Muschamp did say that both quarterbacks will need to be prepared to play. So that's kind of the philosophy going into the rest of the week. So Colin, Muschamp talked about the run defense, and he said that the Gamecocks need to defeat a block and make a tackle. And they just haven't done enough of that this year. Yeah, and you know that's something that comes with experience. Um, and they're playing a lot of guys on the defensive line and then the linebacker and even in the secondary that just don't have the game experience at, at South Carolina that you might need. Um, you know, you, you look up front and Javon Kinlaw is only in his second year uh, of playing in the SEC. Um, Danny Fennell's played well. Um, DJ Wandham's been out. But Aaron Sterling's in the starting lineup and he's not, you know, he didn't start a game up until this year. So the, it's just the kind of about getting guys stronger and getting guys, you know, experience. And, um, you know, Danny Fennell said today that a lot of the problems in the run game comes from some of these younger guys that, that are just out of high school that are so used to being the bigger, faster, and stronger guy that they can just go out and make plays um, that it doesn't work like that in college. And so they're having to kind of teach these younger um, freshmen, the Rick Sandages and the J.J. Ambaris of the world, um, that you need to stay in your gap because if you stay in your gap, then good things tend to happen. And if you freelance, then it could, you know, cause you to break, you know, cause them to break a big run or something like that. So I think the run defense will come. It's just a matter of getting some of those younger guys, um, some, some more game experience and then teaching them to kind of, you know, the, the adage in football, stay home um, and not try and do too much on the play. Cause when you do too much, that's when they can bust a big one on you. 
Yeah, Muchamp said that there are a couple things that he's noticed on film that the Gamecocks need to improve on in terms of schematics. and He feels like Gamecock defenders need to defeat a block and make a tackle, and that's really what it is coming down to. And that's what they're going to need to do this weekend against Texas A&M. Colin, the Gamecock third down defense has been very good this year. Muschamp talked about the improved third down defense, and he said South Carolina has met its goal every game this year of getting off the field 70% of the time on third down. That's a good number. Yeah, and, you know, you look at it, and they're one of the best third down defenses in, in the league right now. Uh, I think right now if they're maybe second behind Alabama or something like that. I haven't, don't have the stats in front of me, but um, they've been really good, and they practice it every week in practice. And um, they just kind of – I think it's a point of pride for them that in the red zone defense that – no matter what, they're going to get off the field on third down for the most part, and they're going to stop you in the red zone. Um, and it comes down to having some pretty solid freshmen on the back end. And um, for as inconsistent or as bad as the run defense has been this year, they do have some pretty solid pass rushers in Aaron Sterling. And Javon Kinlaw um, is big enough to do it and want him when he's healthy. Um, so so that's a big thing, too, is, is why I think they play so well on third downs is being able to get after the quarterback when they when they need to. Obvious concern about the South Carolina run defense after Missouri ran for about 270 on Saturday. Gamecocks still found a way to win. And, Colin, questions today as well about the Gamecocks run game offensively. South Carolina ran 47 times against Missouri for 128 yards, 2.7 yards a carry. That's not a good figure. And Muschamp said that sometimes the run game isn't pleasing to the eye. My question to you, Colin, is why would you run the football 47 times when you're only averaging 2.7 yards a carry? Yeah, and that's kind of the the weird part about it is, you know, as fans and, you, you know, as some media, you know, you think that if the run game's not working, you go to the pass full time, but you also got to think about um, keeping it balanced. And if, if you start passing a whole lot, then the linebackers and, and defensive backs can kind of sit back and not, you know, scooch up in the box or things like that. And the secondary and defensive line can pin their ears back and pass rush. Um, so you have to be able to run the ball and keep the defense honest. Um, and, and a lot of people really don't think, too, I mean, those field conditions Saturday, especially in that third quarter, were, were as, as bad as I've seen. Um, and, you know, it's going to be hard to throw the ball there. And it's going to be hard, you know, to, to do anything other than really run it, which is why I think you saw a lot of, um, runs especially late in the game because the field was sloppy, the balls were wet. They tried to get in a, a dry ball as, as much as possible, but it's hard to do when you're trying to go tempo. And there was a lot to why I think they had almost 50 carries Saturday, and, and a lot has to do with that second half um, and things like that. Yeah, you, you can't be one-dimensional offensively. You might not be a very good rushing team, but you have to show the run. Muschamp said that the defensive lines that the Gamecocks face in the SEC, if you get one-dimensional, these defensive lines will come after you and they will tee off on your quarterback. So you have to show the run. And I wasn't trying to suggest that the Gamecocks ran it too much or shouldn't be running the football. I just thought Muschamp gave a very solid explanation of why you know, you run the football even if you're not always doing it as well as you would like. So... That was interesting from today's press conference. A couple more odds and ends here before we wrap up the podcast today. And before we do that, I want to encourage you to take advantage of the Gamecock Central hotline and get involved in our game day podcast here on Gamecock Central Radio. We set this hotline number up for you. You can call in, leave us a voice message, questions, comments, feedback, call the number, leave a recording, and we will play that recording 
during the game day podcast on Saturday. The phone number for the GC hotline, 803-497-9058. It's 803-497-9058. Taking your questions, your calls on the Texas A&M game right now, and we'll get you in on the game day podcast here on GCR on Saturday. Colin, Brian Edwards, uh, Muschamp said he practiced on Tuesday and is fine. You know, there was concern about Edwards because he was limping around after the game, and Muschamp said that he was fatigued on that ankle injury by the end of the game. Yeah, you know, he injured that ankle um, against Kentucky and, and wasn't 100% going into Saturday's game. Um, you know, had it taped up pretty heavily, and, you know, it, it's easy to, to run on that ankle when the adrenaline's pumping and, um you know, it's really, you're really not thinking about it, but when you have such a start and stop game like they had where, you, you know, you're on your ankle and then you're off it for an hour, you know, an hour and 15 minutes on that lightning delay, it could tense up on you and things like that. So, you know, it, he's fine. Um, I expect him to play this weekend, but it was just one of those situations where the ankle, you know, got a little tired after being on it for, for so long and taped up as hard as it was. 3.30 kick Saturday at williams Bryce for South Carolina, Texas A&M. It'll be on the SEC Network A&M's four and two wins over Northwestern State, Louisiana Monroe, Arkansas, and Kentucky, and the two losses to Clemson, which was ranked number two in the nation at the time, and three weeks ago to number one ranked Alabama. Gamecocks three and two and two and two in the league. 3.30 kick Saturday, SEC Network. Colin Taylor, thanks for the report. Thank you for having me on. That's Colin Taylor, our staff writer, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. More to come on the Texas A&M game this week here on GCR. Thanks for joining us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.